0: I am Nicos Balboa. I'm an Italian living in France and I've been living here for more than 20 years. I have a teen daughter and I'm a trans man and I'm a mom. I'm a tattoo artist and I do graphic novels in Italy and in France. And in this podcast, I want to talk about the creative process as a way for self-observation welcome to Balboa Park. Good morning and welcome to episode 9. I'm so happy to have still the wheel of going. First thing first, it comes a little bit late because I was very busy last week I went in Paris for a tattoo guest spot and I will talk about it very soon. And then when I came home house was all always full with my partner, with my daughter. I went at the shop drawing and so I was it was very difficult to isolate and record the, the podcast. And also, like because I guess that I have a very big shame and imposter syndrome about around this podcast. We talk about this in the last episode. So, telling my friends and family, "I'm oh, sorry, I have to isolate. I have to go in a room in silence to record my podcast." Doesn't feel very legit to me. So I just wait a moment in which casually, I'm all alone and I can record this episode. This is something that it's definitely worth looking into. Today episode, I wanted to talk about two things. And one is the anxiety around sending emails, around contacting people who follow us as an artist. And the other is reconnecting with something that it it's brainless and also that is joyful the first thing the zero mail in the inbox anxiety or at least the inbox count at zero i standards like sometimes people like me who sends emails as i do from substack um When I talk about people about sending emails or building an email list, we don't use email to communicate anymore, or at least very few, but we use like WhatsApp or Messenger or Instagram or TikToks to Snapchat or I don't know, to communicate. Uh, So for now, emails are just for work-related topics or promotions. And... It's very difficult, even for me, when I subscribe to something or I buy something from a website and I know, oh, fuck, they are going to send me promo emails. And so I have this guilt of sending emails. I'm all, always scared of sending too much. On Substack, for you, the subscribers, I wanted to, to have a standard of Two mails uh, a week. One would, would be the podcast and the other would be text an image, something that you can read, actually read. Like I have few people subscribing to my <laughs> Substack, but also few people unsubscribing right after I send an email. So I was like, Oh, fuck. I, I shouldn't send this email because this person like thought I'm spam. And it doesn't matter if I have like about around 300 subscribers and I send the email to 300 people and there is one person that unsubscribe as we can always, I, I we already talked about this, you and me on this podcast. It's like the one people who unsubscribe take all the space. And I tend to forget the, the. 299 people who are maybe happy to receive or maybe neutral to receive my email. So I was thinking about this anxiety of feeling guilt for sending email, but I'm also on the other side of the line, like feeling anxiety when I know that my email in, it's in on some website or maybe I sign a petition or on change.org or I don't know. And so every time I think, oh fuck, I'm going to start receiving email. And so I was thinking that two things. First thing, first, first thing is like, it's not the emails fault that we don't have time to settle and look at our inbox. Of course there are, there is live family work this is okay i'm not talking about this but i'm i'm talking like social media and communication how that they impact our way of approaching the inbox so i was thinking first thing first we don't have a lot of time because we zone out on our telephone me i do this like I pick up my telephone to send an email or to send a text message, and then I have an Instagram notification, and then I open Instagram or I open it because I was, I wanted to look at the profile. Like oh, I wonder this person, this artist, they used to do this. I want to look from them, for them, and then I open the Discover page, or and then maybe there is like ten to twenty to half an hour that is gone. Just me looking one dog reel after another or baby laughing or tattoo stencil hack or something like this. So, like, we don't have time because social media suck the time out of ourselves. And, and the second thing is, is like, We apologize for an email sent because we feel guilty of taking space into an inbox. And we know that inbox of people are full of corporate companies or corporates that send promos and stuff. So I was thinking the problem is not an email sent from one human just to tell a story or to talk about something but the problem is like actually corporates company that waste and stole our time and attention with promo emails and when we think about it social media is the same because it's like big companies that are always the one that spoils the the platforms we talked about this last time I was quoting Beth Pickens uh, when she said that social media platforms are actually space that sell our attention to corporations. And as you can see, every time one new social media platform is created, it's fun, it's cool, and then it gets popular and then companies say "Mm, maybe i can go there advertising and they arrive and they spoil spoil everything now when you go on instagram even if you are on a profile like not in a feed page or on the discovery page you are just like checking one profile of one person or one i don't know artist for me or i don't know I'm looking at the, the picture of these artists for example and then between the pictures sometimes there are advertising that are very well targeted so sometimes it looks like the artist that I'm looking that I'm looking at but it's actually an advertisement I, I guess I hope that Substack will never do this for now The platform Substack is very safe and maybe because it goes with subscription, um, it prevents companies to come and buy those spaces because it's something that money is like it flows from readers to writers. And when you think about it, well, if you pay a subscription, um, subscription on Substack, I, I guess it's like between five or eight dollars. I don't remember. And those five to eight dollars, you spend them even on Instagram, if, even if you don't know it, because the time you give to the advertising, the click you put on the advertisement, and maybe sometimes you buy things. Or I guess I did this sometimes. I bought things from instagram advertising Uh, uh, last year i got this those fake uh, advertisements about some fashion things that look so cool and the seat the website looks looked so legit and i bought something that it was actually a very horrible fake uh, version i was so pissed anyway I guess that the problem of the inbox anxiety and the problem of social social media sucking the time out of our life or all those things, it's actually the companies. So what we can do is slow down and tell ourselves, this is what I do, I tell myself, it's okay if I can't manage to have... zero count in my inbox I can't be on the top of the line every time and check the email I receive, and then um, I don't know de- uh, delay them or uh, or admin them because it takes a lot of time and it's okay if you can't do it what you can do what I do is like often I receive like promo emails and I'm like oh One again, this one again, this one, and sometimes the email I receive that it's more like um, disturbing. I go like, okay, maybe what I can do is like, I I search for the name of the companies and then I highlight all those same company. I pick the last one email that this company sent, and I use it to unsubscribe. And then I come back to this list of so many emails of the same company and I select them all at the same time and then I delete them. And so I do this when I feel it and there is no obligation. But also I actively choose to to make the difference of how do, do I feel when I receive promo emails or how do I feel when I receive, for example, and a Substack uh, recap of all the the account I follow on Substack. Sometimes I receive this email from Substack that says, hey, all those people you follow just sent all those emails. And Substack, you can choose, you can receive those emails in your inbox. But also, if you miss them, you can also go to the profile of this person, of Substack, and the emails will be like, a sort of blog, and uh, I must recognize that also sometimes I feel this anxiety, this performance anxiety, even when I receive a Substack recap, and I'm like, oh, oh, I have so many mails from Substack, I'm, I'm running behind on reading my email, and then I say to myself, easy, because the Substack page is like actually very well done and you will never miss the people you follow because you can only maybe can wait and then choose to go there with a cup of coffee on a sunday morning when you have time to read and you can read and all those emails they will never be like lost even if i say all this i couldn't manage to send (laughs) an email this week because i was like okay i want to send an email to send some updates but actually i want to take the time to do it because i don't want to spam my subscribers so maybe let me know what do you think about all this do you feel spammed when i wrote write you do you feel guilt when you write emails uh how How is it going communication wise for you? The second thing I want to talk about is actually related by the the fact that I didn't have time this week because this past week I was in Paris and I was at my friend's house my friend Angela Angela Di Paolo, who's a photographer an Italian photographer who lives in Paris, and I know where since. 2011 every time I go in Paris I I go to see my friend Angela and I stay at her place and during the day I go to tattoo in a very cool tattoo shop which is called Mystery Tattoo Club so I didn't have the time to record my podcast because I was tattooing at this shop And what I wanted to talk about this, in this podcast, was how it felt to be back in a tattoo shop, which is very tattoo, which is very, like, um, all all the people are, like, very passionate about tattoo, and and it's in a very cool neighborhood in, in Paris, so I've spent a lot of Time this week with my colleagues, with people get who, who was tattooing and also people who got tattooed, and it felt very good because in La Rochelle I tattoo in this shop in which it's my shop and I tattoo with other colleagues. But my colleagues are people. One is Troniet, who's my apprentice uh, since. Um, from one year and a half ago, but now they they tattoo, they're not apprentice anymore, but anyway, people, and the other person who tattooed with me is seven, and he doesn't tattoo from very long time, and anyway, he's another generation, and it's very cool, and we have a lot of fun in La Rochelle, but it felt good to be, maybe with people that are more, likely to be my generation and to have this, a lot of things in common and, and memories from when I was living in Paris. And it was very fun. And I had a very cool time. And also, like, I had a, a bunch of clients who came. Uh, from all around France, because I live in La Rochelle, which is a on a very bo- on a very west by the ocean on the very west of france and is a small town which is not very easy to 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 come to because yes you you have a, a train from Paris which is like two uh, two hours and forty five or something like this, so if you live in Paris and you want to come um in La Rochelle it's okay, but if you live somewhere else in France, it, it's very difficult because France, like Paris is like is the place where all the train lines arrive and then from Paris you can go somewhere else. So this week I tattooed people who came from the very south of France, people who come from the very fast far east and from the north. And it was very fun because they, they find more easy to come to Paris than to La Rochelle because it made their travel shorter. But in some way, they commit to come to get tattooed because some of them like woke up at 3 or 4 in the morning to take a train, a early train, to be at 10 at the tattoo shop to get tattooed. And so those people who engaged time, but also money in the form of traveling, but also money in the form of paying their tattoo and they were very respectful, very engaged with what I do and we spend a very nice time and also the the, the few person who were from Paris, uh they brought they brought like um snacks uh, like uh, candies or things to share it it was a very 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 cool week work-wise human-wise and and it feels very good and so i was like i want to talk about this in the podcast how it feels good to feel good in the art practice those like magic moment in which you stop thinking about okay maybe I, this is my style, or you stop thinking about techniques, you stop thinking about communication, social media, algorithms, um, all those things. Like they are useful when you it's your job to do like when you are an artist. Uh, <laughs> And it's your job, so you also have to do some admin stuff, you communication stuff, marketing stuff and all these these things. more you also you have to think about your skills and it's okay, but sometimes when you uh, when I only do this, I burn out and during this week, I was far from my shop, so your own tattoo shop, which is a I realize which is very difficult, and it's very like, which is, a. I realize, which is very difficult, and it's very like, um, there are a lot of satisfaction, but also a lot of things to thought about, to, to think about. So this week, I was like, as I was with my young age, I was working for somebody else in their shop, so I didn't have to think if is there enough coffee coffee for the customers? Is there enough paper towel? Uh, okay, we need to clean the mm, the floor, mop the floor and close. I just arrived. I put my bag down. I welcome my client. I tattooed. Take the money, leave the percentage to the shop, of course. But then like go back to my friend's house and being (laughs) light. It felt very good to get out of my brain for this week. I came back to La Rochelle very charged and I was like, yes, this week I'm very motivated. Okay, I I must keep this energy high and all this. And I kept it Monday. Like Sunday, I spent the whole Sunday in bed reading, and cuddling with my partner and sleeping. I took like three naps during the day. Uh, and I, and I read and, uh, but then Monday and Tuesday, I was like, okay, I want to keep the momentum going. I want to stay motivated. I want to keep this tattoo energy on me. So I spent the whole mo- Monday, uh, at Strangeland, uh, sketching for drawing a snake, and it was very fun with um, with With we, we draw, we g- gave us this this challenge, and so in two days we draw this snake. And they, for example, here in France, they just passed the the exam about contagion and setting up a clean space and all this stuff. They never tattooed, but they buy machine very expensive, uh, even more expensive than mines. Uh, my, my tattoo machines are very very little expensive. I, I like to buy expensive needles, but my machine aren't very expensive. Anyway, I see so many people starting tattooing like they don't have tattoos. they never work in a tattoo shop. Or they don't know what what feels like to stay all day in a tattoo shop and speak with the clients and all this stuff but they decide they want to tattoo and which is okay but for me it was the opposite like I worked in tattoo shop for like 13 years and I draw because uh, this was my studies and I I also continued like having uh, illustrator and artist career while I was working in a tattoo shop But I couldn't manage to draw, like, classic for tattooing. Like, I my style in in tattooing is very illustrative, but also, like, they have... My style is, like, the drawing is, like, the subject maybe is not very tattoo. The technique is very linked to the tattoo technique. But anyway, it took me so much time. The, and I was telling about this because in some way, since it took me so much time, when I decided that I wanted to do it for real, I started drawing my drawings that are there to make them tattooable. But I never have to have those style exercise in which Okay, today you are going to draw a dragon. Tomorrow you are going to draw a tiger or something like this. I love to tattoo mermaids and poppies. And I made my own drawing style adapted to the tattoo style. But I'm very free in in the in the, in the choice of what I draw. So, Monday, I wanted to to try myself. And I, I spent these two days with Ragnette and we drew a snake. And it was very fun, but it was also very humbling. And so, I guess that it's fun because... When I think about myself, what I would like to do is like being an artist, full-time artist, just painting and galleries and museum. But the only place where where I feel good since I'm 20 and I'm 44 is the tattoo shops. Even if like back in the day, I don't know if I can say this, but back in the day, tattoo shops weren't very safe (laughs) for people. Assigned female at birth. Sometimes it was a little bit of rudeness and sexism. But also there were places in which when you were with nice people, with safe people, there were places which was which were very professional but also, also very fun. And so it felt good to, to reconnect with this, to stop looking further to what I would like to have, but coming back to what I have and what I, what nourish me, what feels good. And this for me is very difficult because in the, those days I'm very stressed and it's like, The the world crisis, we have war, we have all sorts of things. We are just out of a pandemic. So sometimes life, it's adulting, as young people say, it's it's difficult. You have bills, you have uh, problems, you have uh, health issues, you have uh, children, and sometimes it's difficult. And for me, it's very easy to sleep. And maybe spent like yesterday, I was like, I want to reconnect, but then I feel like coming back in the, in the reality of the everyday life again. I felt very grumpy and everything I have wasn't good enough. I just thinking, was thinking about what I don't have. And it's not a place where it feels good when it's, it's not, when it doesn't feel good maybe it's worth to to observe why and correct it so yes monday tuesday drawing connecting back to my tattoo love but tuesday i was slipping back into grumpiness because i miss big cities because i miss paris and because la rochelle is very cool to go dive in the sea or something like this but it's a very small town and i was born in rome and raised in raised in rome and lived in paris and then when i came to la rochelle was just for a few time and actually it's been 90 19 years not nine um so I still, I'm still still judging the fact of living in a small town. Even if I do everything I can do to make my life easier, building a queer community and having my tattoo shop and making sure that I can live thanks to my artistic skills, everything is very good, but I realize that it costs me a lot, a lot of mental fatigue, mental energy, but maybe this is a subject for another moment. Um, and since the subject of this time was connecting back to the energy, what I wanted to share is also that I have also connected back to my sketchbook practice, to my graphic journaling practice. I bought, even if I have a lot of journal started i couldn't find the right journal like my needs have changed and so i bought another sketchbook and now it's the one that i needed the paper the format the color it's the one that feels good and so like i'm back on track on my graphic journaling practice if you don't know what graphic journaling is because you just arrived On this podcast, I will put the link in the show notes. And so I actively commit to notice when I'm being round. notice when I'm not enjoying, when I'm not nurturing and nourishing the joy. And I commit to notice without judging myself and then come back to joy. And it's very difficult to don't judge myself. Uh, I guess yesterday I was coming back home with my partner, and I was like, ah, we were walking past a house which is was like a like um a townhouse, very cool. And I was like, oh, this house is beautiful. I'm I'm old and I will never be able to buy this house. I will never have could afford to have this kind of house. So my life—it's like I threw away my life at my age, blah 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 I was like, and then I realized, oh, and I'm not even capable of being gr- grateful of what I have, of my flat which I adore, and like I can't have gratitude. Oh, and I was like complaining about the fact that I don't. Have of gratitude so my grumpiness also <laughs> came into this and my partner said yes but maybe you we don't beat ourselves up of this maybe you can pass or, uh, after this and so yes this is very difficult but it's also very important we can't be perfect every time we can't always be the one who creates from a place of joy that we don't judge our drawing or that we don't judge our life and all this stuff. But I always say this in my podcast, but I'm going to say this again. It can happen and it will happen that we, I, you, we all together will judge negatively my finger, what we do, what we live, what we want. And I guess the solution is, okay, stop, time out, noticing it, and then try to come back on track by using what feels good. And sometimes it can take one minute, sometimes it can take weeks, sometimes it can take two hours, Uh, it depends. But I guess it's, it's, it's important at least to notice that we are complaining, that we are judging, that we are on a side of ourselves. Uh, we are, it's like we are observing and judging and, I, at your age, you should be in this place in your career. You should be, you should have been able to afford a townhouse or, I don't know. I don't even have a car, for example. How, oh, what, well, maybe I can start smaller and, and buy a car, but I don't want to. Have a car, but I guess it's it's very cool to to be able to move uh, freely with a car and not with a bike or with the feet or with a bus. But anyway, let me know what you think about all this. What are the practices that put yourself on track on in a joyful way, or where on where uh, when? or where are those moments in which you observe yourself judging and being concentrated of on what you don't have instead of being grateful of what you have. And also, don't be afraid to send this email, that email, or open it in, that email, or... Unsubscribe or subscribe maybe to my Substack. We are not the ones who are polluting the communication world. We are not the ones who are polluting the effing social media or the inbox of our subscribers. Those, this is a problem for big companies and big spammers that want to get profit on our back. I guess it's all for today. Thank you for listening and bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Balboa Park. Um, If you want to go a little bit further, maybe you can start by subscribing to my Substack, which is the platform from where the podcast is native. You can also visit my website, which is nicodbalboastudio.com. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with a friend, maybe click the follow button and also maybe leave a five star rating. Thank you. Bye bye.